I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Welcome to our latest Executive Sessions interview. Today I'm speaking with Alan DeBerry, Chairman of AirWatch, a provider of mobile device management solutions. Alan will be discussing some of the mobile security challenges and emerging trends that he's seeing as he deals with clients across many business sectors. Hi, Alan. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Marianne. So now to start, what aspects of mobile security are most challenging for organizations and what business sectors seem to have the most difficulty in dealing with those challenges and how do those challenges tend to differ by sector? So what companies are facing is that we use the expression that mobile is death by a thousand cuts. When you realize that every one of these devices needs to be configured and secured, the use cases are very different across different types of users. And then the pace of innovation, when you realize there's a new mobile operating system every 15 days, just keeping up with this is a real struggle for all organizations. And then, of course, the fact that mobile is relatively new. And while we've been adopting all of the security around the desktop and data centers for years, this has really come at people very quickly. The adoption by the consumer that has driven it into the enterprise has happened very quickly. So I use the expression that Pandora is out of the box. Whether enterprises ever wanted to move into a consumerization of IT, their employees drove it. But secondly, I use the expression that the cart has gotten ahead of the horse. And they are really trying to figure out what does all this mean. And as we get into this conversation, we'll talk about these security risks and and emerging security threats, et cetera. What we're finding is that it is across every sector that they are struggling with this because the bottom line is, uh, and we kiddingly say, we only work with companies that use phones. Uh, Obviously, every company is, is using phones, cell phones, smartphones. They're being bled into the enterprise through things like Box and Dropbox and cloud-based services, whether employers want that to happen or not. Emails are leaking out of enterprise email containers because even from the day of the BlackBerry when somebody would email an important email because it had an address and somebody wanted to get it off their BlackBerry over into their iPhone so they could click on the link and get great street-by-street directions. And unfortunately, the bottom half of that email was the one that had all of the really important information about the deal or something that could be embarrassing on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. So the bottom line is that every industry is facing these challenges. Clearly, the uh, government sector and the financial sectors and perhaps the oil and gas sectors where fundamental data security breaches are much more visible and critical and perhaps even have a little bit more headline risk uh, are focusing on this a little bit more. But every sector is really struggling with all of this information loss. So, Alan, what seems to be the biggest problem for them in struggling? Is it getting a handle on what the threats are and what they need to do? It is. It continues to be that the model of security in the mobile world is just different than it was in the desktop world, and it's adapting to these new models. In the old desktop world, the the idea was you put all your data inside a data center and you put a firewall around it. So you keep the data in and the bad guys out. And in this new world, all of your data is going out into mobile, onto devices, into the cloud, and how do you secure in that environment? And secondly, the architecture of these devices is completely different. When you think about the fact that in the PC world, I write an application, and then I can run five different applications around the one that I wrote to do all the security. In the world of mobile, these devices are sandboxed. And so you write an application 
and everything's got to be in that application, including the security. I say it's the difference between a three-course meal versus everything needing to be a soup. And so you need new techniques in this sandboxed world uh, in order to be able to secure your data and in order to be able to, to secure these applications. So things like application wrapping that will take a, an application that was really focused in its writing on how to solve a business need and add in all of that security of encryption and data loss prevention and geofencing and time fencing. And all of that needs to be added into those applications sort of a la carte. They can't be brought in from other parts of the system. So every organization continues to struggle with the newness of these new models of app writing, data at rest, uh, and, and all of this information going mobile. So now, Alan, MDM, or mobile device management, implies just that, device management, and not necessarily device security management. And we've seen some vendors in the MDM space start using a different term, MRM, mobile risk management, to describe their offerings. Have we reached a point where security is simply expected to be built into device management programs? We believe the answer is yes. And you know, a rose by any other name is still a rose. And uh, whether we want to call it mobile device management or the newer term of enterprise mobility management that includes a broader set or bring in the word of risk management, we understand that at the end of the day today, it's about how do we solve the problem of how these phones are used today. You know, you go back to the old BlackBerry world, and it was relatively simple. The device was about email. And quite frankly, as an organization, once I figured out whether I wanted uh, you know, how complex I wanted my passcode to be uh, and how many special characters, everything else was really pretty simple. And the CEO's phone was used pretty much the same as the VP of sales used it. It was pretty much the same as the way every salesperson used that device. Well, these new devices, the way they're being used is they're Swiss Army knives, and it's very unique applications by user. And so the use case of the CEO with the applications and the data and the security is all different. And so we believe that term of enterprise mobility management has broadened to include not just that original mobile device management, the configuration of the device, but it includes all the application man management, which is the app wrapping and security of the applications, mobile content management, which is taking all of those documents that are being deployed on these devices and make sure that they're secured and in some instances not even resident on the device but being virtualized for display because the underlying data is too, too security conscious to deploy out on the devices. And then finally, even elements of mobile email that are different than what has necessarily been deployed by the manufacturer. And you combine all of this with the complexity of the fact that generally these devices are being used in a dual use case of both for the corporation but also for personal use. Because it's very hard to see where anybody can carry these devices and not have that personal use case of uh, if there's a, a screaming child in an airport, a parent is going to give that phone to their child to get them quiet. Or the fact that we get our boarding passes from these devices now, or that uh, they're becoming our wallet and our car key and our house key and the way we view our security system at home. All of this integrated use case between personal and corporate is making it much harder for the corporations to get their arms around mobility uh, and secure it, and that becomes the domain of where companies like AirWatch can provide these systems to 12,000 companies today and many more in the future and bring an economy of scale to that security profile. Now, you mentioned and made a good point that these mobile devices are becoming like Swiss Army knives for people, anything from you know keeping their kids entertained with games to uh, paying for things using their phones. 
Beyond the device inventory and management, what can organizations do to secure monetary transactions that take place on smartphones and tablets, which are connected to corporate networks? Is that something that your clients are dealing with? They are. It is not that dissimilar to all of the other things that you are trying to secure on these devices. Clearly, uh, you know, the old uh, joke about Willie Sutton, why did you rob banks? Well, that's where the money was. And so this is where the bad guys are going, is trying to find how do they hack into these monetary transactions. And so it still gets back to securing the device, securing the transaction with its own set of nuances. Clearly, in enterprise mobility, you have some control over the phone. Very often, your credit card company or the financial transacting company does not have control of that device. So number one, they've got to go on to a much more open environment. And number one, make sure that they authenticate that you are who you say they are. And I'm the first one to say, God bless the retail industry, but they have proven that they cannot protect your identity. And so we believe that the mobile phone and the technology it contains is going to become a primary driver of technology to identify that you as a consumer are who you say you are. And then secondly, when you think about the credit card companies, they're in a global environment where things like compromised phones in Asia are not an abnormality. Uh, That's a very common thing to do to a phone. So they've got to create a set of security that works globally and that can meet the needs and allow these thousands and millions and billions of financial transactions to happen seamlessly and yet put in layers of protection. And by doing this, they're doing things like levels of authentication. And so if you're in your own hometown and it's not a compromised phone, you may have a very seamless transaction because of the passcode that you put in to the phone just to get it to open up. Uh, On the other hand, if you're in Asia on a compromised phone and your home is somewhere other than that, you may only be able to do very small transactions with simple authentication, and they may start to challenge you a lot more through the transaction as they find out more about you and the context and the transaction and whether it's something you commonly do or a place that you commonly are. And so you're going to have a lot of things that are at the device level, the network level, and even in that application and identity management layer that will continue to secure these monetary and financial transactions as we move forward. So now you mentioned a lot of the security issues that organizations are dealing with right now involving mobile devices. What do you see as some of the emerging cybersecurity threats that are facing these devices, and how should organizations be prepared to deal with those? The challenge in mobile is that it is changing so quickly. I repeat the uh, this concept of a new mobile operating system every 15 days. It's creating its own new set of risks, the ubiquity of the mobile phone, the dual use case, the data that's being pushed out, and even the concept of data management on phones is a little different than historically it was on PCs. A good example of this is what is encrypted versus decrypted data. Uh, In the old world, that was very simple. Data was either encrypted or decrypted. On a mobile phone, for example, when my phone rings, uh, I, in fact, want the phone to be able to tell me through caller ID who it is. So the fact that my contact database is encrypted on the phone in a way that the phone itself can decrypt that information, use it, even though I have not entered my passcode, is important for that contact and phone information. That said, my emails and my financial transaction data is much deeper encrypted and not encrypted until perhaps I not only open up the phone, but until I open up that individual app. And so what's happening is as people are catching up to the concept of, much more sophisticated databases, much more sophisticated uses of encryption and data at rest and data in transit, you're seeing 
uh, an emergence of much more sophisticated systems that are taking advantage of those more complicated thoughts and capabilities. Now, do you think that there'll be at any point where these various layers of security end up affecting the ease of use for these devices? And do you think that consumers, you know, might be tempted to push back and accept, you know, less secure devices just because they're getting too difficult to use? This has actually been one of the major increases uh, in the insecurity of these devices. And we've seen so many companies that put so many constraints around the use of the devices that instead of taking a step forward, they're really taking two steps backwards. Uh, And I use the analogy, it's a little bit like managing the flow of water. You can put up levees and control where water goes, but the minute you try to block water and there's a rainstorm, uh, you're going to have a flood. And much with uh, mobile devices, you cannot compromise the user experience at the same time you are providing the security to these devices. I think the classic example, again, is where somebody starts to email something from their BlackBerry and push it to their smartphone so they can get directions. Uh, Another example is the companies that don't give their employees tools to collaborate and share files, and suddenly they have all kinds of small deployments of uh, an enterprise file sync and share kind of system pop up like a box or a Dropbox. It's not been sanctioned, and all of that data is sitting in the cloud. Once the minute you compromise that user experience, people find a way around your security systems, and then you're really taking many steps backwards. Finally, Alan, what are the biggest mistakes that you're seeing organizations making with their mobile security strategies, and how can they avoid those mistakes? You know, we're seeing that uh, different companies are are making very large mistakes, but in very different areas. And it ranges from the company who believes that, for example, ActiveSync is enough. Because we have an employee sign a waiver and we can wipe their phone, we are secure. And they're not thinking about that law of unintended consequences. The the phone, you know, number one, that uh, it's the disgruntled employee and I wipe their entire phone that includes all of their personal photographs, uh, all of their personal email, and I've created maybe more liability for myself than I wanted. Or number two, many companies think, well, because I can wipe all of that, I'm secure, but in the practical sense, they never do that. And therefore, all of that email or all of that information escapes the organization. Uh, and I would argue there's not many email mailboxes that you couldn't find one email out of context and get in the wrong hands, and it shows up on the front page of the, the newspaper. So number one is just the put your head in the sand and what I've got is good enough uh, is problem number one. Number two is the companies that end up focusing on what I call security theater. They go out and they get a secure email container or they try to control these devices and lock them down sometimes too much and back to that point of compromising the user experience and next thing you know, they have created more problems than they really solved. We have seen so many organizations that get so hung up on one capability, something like the ability to cut and paste an email that is something that all of their employees can do on their desktop They ignore the fact that it's doable and a relatively minor risk. And as a result of that one little item, they go and take a strategy that is completely in the wrong direction or overly uh, constraining to their employees. And next thing they know, by solving one minor problem, they've created seven or eight really major problems. And the third big area is not worrying about the little things. They go and get so focused on, you know, AES-256 encryption, 
And very seldom are these devices breached because of the what I'll call the direct impact of something like a, a breach of encryption. It's usually configuration issues or, or not even thinking about capable configurations that can be bypassed. And so a good example, one of our customers, today they're an investment bank that um, at the time they were using a different MDM product. Somebody bought an iPhone right as Siri came out. They had a locked phone on a desk someone picked up, hit the Siri button, and using voice activation wrote an email to trade 10,000 shares of stock uh, in a customer account. Now, Apple had actually done all of their work correctly. They had built the APIs to be able to control Siri either before or after the passcode. And yet, this company did not think to either invoke that capability, and ultimately they found out that the MDM vendor they had had not kept up, and a week after the release of Siri still did not even have the API to put Siri behind the passcode. And so here are these problems of this very fast-moving technology. And number one, an MDM vendor not keeping up with it, but number two, a company not really thinking through these little configuration things that are happening at breakneck speed as all of these devices are being improved for consumer use, but not always contemplating enterprise security. And so it's the lack of focus on the little things as they're overly focusing on things like just the encryption and areas that are less likely to really get breached. Thanks, Alan. I've been speaking to Alan DeBiri of AirWatch. I'm Marian Kolbasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.